It is nine minutes past seven o'clock on a Sunday morning. Happy to have you with us. It's been a while. Charlie is here with us, Charlie Weiss, and I'm Susie Jones, and I've either been traveling or sick this summer. <laughs> I can't believe it's almost the end of the summer. But I got back, Charlie, from a holiday vacation. Terrific. It was at out west, Glacier, Grand Tetons, and Yellowstone. Absolutely stunning. And the first day home, I got a, that tickle in my throat. Woke up the next day and felt like, you know what, hell. And a friend of mine came over for some, brought some groceries and threw a COVID-19 test in. I'm like, okay. And lo and behold, I tested positive. And let me tell you, Charlie, I was sick. Yeah. And I am vaccinated and boosted, and I've had it before, but not as bad as this. And I've heard, and actually finding a test was kind of tricky because as we've seen in the news, the numbers are on their way up as we move into this end of summer, fall season. So what are we in for? What do we need to remember about this illness, COVID-19? I hope you'll be part of the show too. I know sometimes people get a little, oh, COVID, COVID, but you know, if you get it again, and I'll tell you what, and I'll, we have a doctor with us to talk more about it, but I ended up this time around actually in the emergency room uh, because I had such a hard time breathing, and that was pretty scary. So we have with us on our newsline Dr. Frank Rehm uh, with Alina Healthcare, an infectious disease doctor. Good morning. Thanks for coming on. How are you? I'm got, I hope you're feeling better. Well, I am. I tested negative the other day, so that would make me feel better. Uh, but, you know, it's it really did catch me off guard. And I think that may be what we're seeing out there right now, that sense of, what? I have I have COVID? You know, do, what, are, what are you seeing? Well, I think uh, both, in, both in the state and in the nation, we're seeing, seeing things creeping back up. It's not, it's not anything like what it was at its worst time, but the trend is not good and we're we're wondering what's going to happen in the fall when we start getting back to school which is just happening now where are we doctor with this vaccine that's supposed to be a a big help i understand yeah so there's, there's a, there, i think the vaccine situation is confusing to some people one of the problems is that we talk about this word booster and it's been used in two different ways uh those who got the first got one jansen or two of the mRNA vaccines uh, got usually a, another one, and that was a booster. But after September 1st last year, we have a, a booster of a, a different sort. It's a booster that has a new vaccine component in it. So pr- prior to September 1st, uh, 2022, all the vaccines were based on the original Wuhan strain. And so you were boosted basically by the same uh, uh, vaccine that you'd gotten earlier. After September 1st, we had this newer vaccine, this bivalent vaccine, and people were boost, being boosted by that. So the new thing is not so much just a boost, another boost. And I think that confused people. It's a boost with a vaccine that had a representation of a new strain. So after September 1st, it was bivalent, but bi means two. It had half the original Wuhan strain and half a strain representative 
of uh, viruses that had been circulating about 18 months earlier. Uh, so the virus moves along, and so that was a good deal because you got uh, uh, a, a, another exposure to something that was closer to what was circulating. Likewise, the one that's going to be available in the fall is is now going to be not have any of the Wuhan strain, in it, but it's going to be representative of the strains that were circulating about three months ago. And so as the virus moves along, the vaccine moves along. So it's definitely going to be a good idea to get it. Uh, and w- even though we know the virus has moved along, along a little bit since what it was doing three uh, months ago, but it's definitely going to be closer to the ones that are circulating this next year. And so it's definitely going to be a good idea to get it. We are talking to Dr. Frank Rehm with Alina Health Systems. It is 714, and I want to remind you listening out there, uh, if you have a question for the doctor or you want to share a story, we are at 651-461-9226. Again, 651-426-9226. Did I say that right? I think I said it wrong. 651-461-9226. Dr. Rehm, I still have COVID brain. <laughs> it's a truth. Well, it's, 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 it's a it truth. Certainly illustrate, yeah, it go ahead. certainly illustrate that COVID is out there. You know, it is, it is not going if, to, if, I mean, if you look at the, if you look at the, 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 at the national numbers, for instance, we're having about 10,000 emissions a day now, uh, and that's up from about 6,000 a couple of months ago. But it's nothing like the 150,000 that we had a day when uh, things were really bad. Right, exactly. Uh, so, and, and I don't think it's ever going to be that bad because I think that, that, that what, what's, what's partly going on here is that although you uh, had a had had it before and been vaccinated, you didn't have some protection. Uh, I think if if you'd gotten that uh, illness and had not had any prior exposure, it would have been worse, and you, you would have been looking at significant chance of needing hospitalization. Mm-hmm. Well, in this case, Doctor Rayma, actually a week ago, was at home suffering, and I couldn't breathe very well. I was really had shortness of breath. You know, where you couldn't get yeah. a deep breath. And I had lung cancer in 2021 and had a third of my right lung removed. And I was like, yeah. And I was teeter-tottering on, should I call? Should I go in? Should I, What should I do? And I did call my primary doctor. And being that I had that underlying condition of having a third less lung, um, he said, go in. And I said, should I go to urgent care? And he said, no, go to the hospital ER because they have better equipment. Which was kind of interesting. But anyway, I went. My mom took me. And it was interesting because I don't want to – I was sort of apologetic to the nurses because I felt – I did say a couple of different times, I'm sorry you have to take care of me, you know, (laughs) because they were – you know, they're putting up the signs on the door and don't, you know, be careful. And we're – and they're having to re – do some of the old behavior of, you know, two, three years ago. And even one of the nurses said, you know, we we weren't wearing masks. We had gotten to a point where we were a little relaxed. And so to see it as sort of that gut punch of, oh, gosh, here it is again. So, so one of the things that not everybody appreciates is that what the vaccines do is more prevent severity of illness than they do prevent infection altogether. 
So I, I think that it's very likely your illness would have been a great deal more severe if you hadn't had vaccination. But it doesn't do quite as good a job of protecting you from infection. Yeah, yeah. Well, thankfully, I did not have pneumonia, which is really all I cared about. In you know that I wasn't going to die in my sleep. I didn't want to die yep. in my sleep. Yeah, that would have been bad. Listen, we've got some text questions coming in, so what we'll do is take a break. It's about 18 minutes past 7 o'clock on a Sunday morning. We're talking to Dr. Frank Rehm with Alina Healthcare Systems, an infectious disease doctor, about COVID and the various uh, booster shots that are available and will become available. We are getting some questions in already, so we'll get to those after this on News Talk 830-WCCO. And we're back at 721. I'm Susie Jones. We're taking your calls at 651-461-9226. Dr. Frank Ramey is our guest with Alina Healthcare Systems, an infectious disease doctor, and we're talking about COVID particularly and the booster shot that is expected to come out that will not have any of the Wuhan strain. That's a little interesting, isn't it, to to see where we've come, Dr. Rehm? Yes, yeah, so it just means that just signifies how much the virus moves along. Uh, it it is a it's a it's a there's a certain grandeur to the struggle between the virus and us. It's moved along, and we we find a new vaccine. So it's a it's a uh, back and forth struggle. I was just reading a story in, that I pulled about this, and it really does describe this journey of the BA 2.86 and moving on to the, you know, how it's evolved, how it's continued to mutate and change, making it a very challenging illness, would you say, for researchers to continue to keep track of what different strains are out there and how to best combat it, would you say? Absolutely. So it, it, what, what we don't know, for instance, which would be, which would be quite fascinating, the, the, these new strains are are better capable of causing infection in the population that exists at the time. So I would be I'd be interested to know if this new strain, for instance, is more uh, effective at getting around if we had a population of COVID virgins. What I do know is it's better at getting around in a population of people that have had uh, some a lot of infection and a lot of vaccination. So the virus is, is, is we're evolving too in a way we are changing because we are, are get, getting immune to some of the older strains. So the new one uh, uh, mutates to get away from changes that we've undergone by getting infection and getting vaccine. I, I don't think it necessarily would be better at getting around in a population of versions, but it's better at getting around in a population that's like us. Six five one four six one nine two two six. Doctor, we have a text coming in. This person writes, "Where do I go to get a COVID shot?" So it's going to be widely available. Uh, it'll be available in a in a number of uh, of the major pharmacy chains, and it'll be available in, in almost all the doctors' offices. Uh, exactly when I wish the heck I knew. Uh, it's it, it's supposedly before the end of uh, September, but there hasn't been uh, yet a lot of uh, information about the exact date. And we've got three vaccines to consider as well. There's going to be this new RSV vaccine. There's going to be a new influenza vaccine, as there always is. Mm. So 
So the, vac- the RSV vaccine will be altogether new, and the COVID uh, uh, now we need we need a new new word for it. I don't know if a booster is wrong because as I've said these boosters that get, that word gets used for several different innovations. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have the, the right word for the new one that's going to be this fall has not emerged yet. Mm. Uh, and uh, then we have this, uh, so we'll have three, RSV, influenza, and COVID. And they'll probably be um, advised for slightly different populations. Uh, the RSV vaccine is probably going to be for all people over 60 or over 65 or who have underlying lung disease like you did. I mean, that's I think that's probably the reason you had some more trouble than usual because your lungs were not quite as good as the normal set of lungs would have been. Right, right. Uh, and and so it's important to get COVID vaccine if if you have those vulnerabilities and also if you are around people that have those vulnerabilities. Mm. So if you're a 22-year-old healthy guy, uh, you're you're not going to get COVID as bad and, and the impetus for you to get vaccinated is certainly less, although it's still a percentage play. Mm-hmm. But if you're around granny or if you live with someone who's got uh, some of these vulnerabilities, then it really is important to knock yourself out to not give them COVID. Mm-hmm. And this is a good question because I actually have this too, a little bit anyway. Uh, good morning, doctor. Is there a best time to receive the flu shot? And is there such a thing as a combination flu COVID booster available? Yeah, so there isn't, as far as I know. Okay. Uh, I think they're all going to be three separate shots. I, I think probably next time around there will be co-formulated uh, vaccinations, uh, but I, it isn't available this fall, as far as I know. Uh, and uh, the influenza vaccine is is very one because of, is, is, the timing of that is interesting. If you come to my clinic in uh, September. I'm going to encourage you to get vaccinated, even though it might be a little better for you to get vaccinated in October uh, because it, the, the protection wanes. So we're thinking about what your protection is going to be like in, in April of 2024 or, or March of 2024 because uh, there'll still be influenza circulating then. So it might be better to get a little delay. Now, public health efforts hate to hear me say that because they know that, that, that of those uh, 100 people in, in late September who are in my clinic who I say get vaccinated in October, 20% of them will never do it. So their va- their their sense is get them while you can. Okay. Uh, yeah, for me, I'm in clinic every day, so I can I can I I don't have to, I'll be able to get it whenever you know, the, the optimal time is. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, to, to to if if I didn't have that, I'd get it if I had the opportunity in September because I don't want to have to make a special trip to just get it again. Mm-hmm. So the timing is a little subtle, mm. uh, and, and basically the key thing is to get it ten day, ten, uh, at least two weeks before influenza starts circulating, which is kind of a silly thing to say because we don't really know exactly when it's going to start circulating. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and influenza is, is is partially unpredictable. Anybody who predicts what it's going to do is not somebody you want to listen to. <laughs> mm. uh, a couple more questions coming in. Uh, Eric in Eden Prairie asks, I'm on day four of my second COVID infection. I'm taking Paxlovid and recovering. My question is, can I still get my scheduled C COVID booster shot in 10 days? That was a question I had. So 
being sick, how long do I need to wait before I can get a booster? Should I wait? A yeah. Long? So, so again, we don't have we don't have the 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 uh, what they're going to say for this new one is not so clear. Uh, in the past, we've wanted people to wait at least two months after a last vaccination and at least three months after illness. Uh, the, the need to wait three months after illness is, is not clear, but that's what most people have been doing. But what they're going to say this year has not really emerged yet. Hmm. Okay. 651-461-9226. This person writes, I'm 70 and I got my most recent booster four months ago. I want the newest one. Do I need to wait six months from the last booster? This is so much, isn't it? These questions about timing. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Same issue. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think, for instance, people who haven't had the bivalent booster, the one that started in September 1st, mm-hmm. probably should not get it today if they haven't had it before. Okay. Uh, because that would mean they might get access to the one coming this fall. Yeah, a little bit later, because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. probably going to be said to wait for two months after a any vaccination before you get the fall one. Okay, uh, but it will only be two months, so so you 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 can get it almost. You know, uh, I don't know. It would be September thirtieth. You can get it on that date, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, I would encourage people to do that. Absolutely, I'll be you'll have to, you'll have to elbow me out of the way. <laughs> have you gotten sick, doctor? Miraculously, I haven't gotten COVID. I don't understand it because uh, I'm around COVID patients all the time. And uh, my my wife, my lovely wife, had COVID, uh, and uh, we were shoulder to shoulder most of the time, and and sleep in the same bed on unmasked. And how it was that she had it and I didn't is uh, unclear. It does. It probably are some people who are naturally uh, less vulnerable. Uh, I, I like to think it's because of my moral purity, but I'm, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that's it. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. So we're going to take our, our bottom of the hour break and I'll share some information about weather, but we want to keep the calls coming in and text at 651-641-9226. Uh, 651-461-9226. Oh. So that is the <laughs> one. Yeah. Plumbing talking text line. Got to jump in there, Cecil. That's okay. Uh, Charlie is my uh, my captain this morning, Dr. Rehm. And as I said, I have COVID brain. Absolutely, I am not 100% today, but I am here. And invite your calls as well. Uh, my mother, just so you know, Dr. Rehm, has asked me to ask you about long COVID because she continues to uh, deal with the effects of long COVID in in her brain with uh, memory loss and losing words, et cetera, et cetera. So we'll get to some of that as well coming up right after this on News Talk 830-WCCO. It is 735 on a Sunday morning. We are talking about the resurgence, I should say, of COVID-19 infections. Looking at a story in the News, the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention say COVID cases are up more than 10% week over week. The recent story, and I bring this up because I recently had COVID and I wanted to find out what's going on with this and what we can do about it and when the booster shots are going to be available. And we have Dr. Frank Rame with the line of healthcare systems on our newsline, on our Cities One Talk and Text newsline. So we have more questions uh, let's see. 
This is a question, where can I purchase COVID tests? Now, you can get them at drugstores or some grocery store pharmacies have them. But they are, as I said, in somewhat of a short supply. I think they were caught a little off guard and ran out in some places. Did you hear that? Uh, I, I, I think they're pretty widely available still. you got to pay for them more now than you used to in the past. Yeah, isn't that true? Uh, yeah. $23. Uh, $23. Yeah. And, and, and you know, if you, if you have a health plan, you can go to the clinic that's, uh, that's doing it and get tested in your plan as well. Mm, okay. But there's a lot more stuff being done now by home testing. And home tests are not quite as good as the test that's available in the, uh, in the clinic. Uh, but they're they're pretty good and they're a heck of a lot more convenient than, than going into the clinic. Um, uh, Barb in New Hope writes: Does the new vaccine have M RNA? Not sure what that is, but maybe you recognize that. Yeah, so that so the, the it's, it's, we had originally we had the Janssen strain. That's the one that we studied in in the, my research clinic, and the two the Moderna. And the Pfizer, the Moderna and the Pfizer were mRNA vaccines, mm. altogether new modality. Uh, the the ones that are coming up are going to be, uh, again, Moderna and Pfizer are mRNAs, uh, uh, and Jensen's not going to uh, uh, it, it sort of lost out in the in the uh, derby between the other two, uh, and uh, I think that's a it's a. It's a it's a good modality uh, and and is pretty darn safe. Hey, um, another one. There was a story I'm sure you may have seen it about a study that found that you get better results based on which arm you get your shot in. What what kind of uh, what are you when you saw that? What did you think? I haven't seen that. Yeah, it was a story. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Better results. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, it's hard to imagine why. I know. That's, uh, but but then again, this illness is so peculiar, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. So the long COVID story, which you'd started to raise, is is another reason why it's a good idea to uh, get vaccinated. Uh, it it does look like long COVID can arise even after a pretty minor illness, but it does seem to correlate with the severity of the illness. So the more severe you, you get the COVID, the more you are likely to have long COVID. And overall, it may be as high as ten percent of people. Uh, so, uh, it, 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 the vaccines probably help protect against that by reducing the severity of the illness, which is, as I said, they, before they do a better job of reducing the severity than they do re- reducing the chance of getting infected. Uh, and, uh, so, so that's, that's a good thing. And, and what it is is still obscure and how exactly to prevent it or treat it is still a, a mystery. Uh, we don't have anything yet that, uh, that is clearly beneficial for it. Mm. And uh, we, uh, a lot of things under study uh, and, and we don't really even understand it. Isn't that strange? You know, what, what a strange illness to have these obscure symptoms that uh, last months and months, some people years where, and to remind people, what is long COVID doctor? So it's a variety of things, and that's been one of the difficult problems in studying it because a, a clear definition has not emerged yet. But the, but the, 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 I think, in my mind, the predominant things are a just just a, a tiredness, just a inability to, to 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 function as vigorously as previously was the case, and this mental confusion. Uh, 
uh, brain fog is what we tend to call it. That's not exactly a good medical term, but people who have it understand it. Uh, and and why that would be picked out, you, you could imagine that just any severe illness would be likely to do that. But this one does seem to be a little different than bad influenza or or a bad case of pneumonia, for instance. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems to be specific to this illness. And there's nothing to be done about it, particularly. Well, I, I think the thing we, we, uh, the service we provide most of that is just let people know that they're not crazy. This this really happens, and and uh, uh, and and sometimes people are used to not being believed on this, mm-hmm. uh, but we can give them the assurance that it is real. And that, uh, but but as far as a specific treatment. Lots of stuff under study. Nothing has clearly emerged as being beneficial. Hmm. Interesting. I remember because obviously we've been covering this for years. Yeah. Um, here because I lost my taste and my smell during this last one. I last lost it both times, and there was a doctor on that. There was a study that was being done about how to retrain your nose and to uh, put different scents in front of you and kind of exercise your nose muscles, if that's possible. <laughs> anyway, I was all in. I'm, this time I got out peppermint and lavender because I wanted it back because it's so odd to, to lose that sense. And some people lose that sense for a long time. Yep. Sometimes it doesn't go away. And sometimes it's it's even worse than losing sense. It's, it, sometimes it gets distorted. Mm. So what you, what you, what you smell and, and taste is, is Weird and unpleasant. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know which would be better to lose it altogether or to wind up with its perverted sense. Unbelievable. All right. We've got uh, more questions coming at 651 461 9226. That is our City's One Talk and Text Line. This person writes We're going to Spain in September for two weeks. Should we try to get the booster before we go or wait until we get back to get the newest version of the vaccine? We're both 68. We had COVID last fall, and we all boosted. We boosted again in the winter. Again, these are very good questions because, as I said, I was on a a holiday with a lot of people, and that's kind of when you're on a plane or with a lot of people. That's sort of natural spreading ground, is it not? Yeah. So I think travel is is a is a uh prominent way of getting it, and international travel is worse. Uh, I actually think that it's less the airplane than it is the airport. Uh, the uh, And when you're doing it internationally, you wind up in these long lines for passport control, and they're usually packed with people, densely packed with people who've been from all over the world, and most of them are not masking. So I think those are the dangerous places. Uh, the, the airplane... It does transmissions do occur on the airplane, but the air circulation pattern on airplanes is is not widely understood. Uh, it doesn't the air doesn't circulate from front to back or back to front. It circulates from top to bottom. So the, really, the people who pose the biggest risk to you are the people two seats behind and and one row above and, and front. Uh, and if you want to protect yourself maximally, I think turning on the vent over your head is good. Because what comes out of the vent is half outside air and half HEPA filtered air, oh. so stuff coming out of the vent just blasts your face with it, and it's it's uh, uh, probably protective. Nobody's proven that. Mm. Uh, 
but I but I think that I think if you're going to do international travel because of the airport crowding, uh, I think you really do want to get vaccinated before. And I hate I want to say this too. I and I don't know where you are. I'm all for masks. I think that wearing the mask is one small thing you can do to protect yourself, maybe and others. Do you agree with that? I mean, where are we with masks? Yeah, so I, so at the, at the moment, I'm pretty much masking in the hospital if I'm if I'm seeing any patient with uh, with general vulnerability, of course, any patient with respiratory infection, uh, and that's where where I'm doing it. And I've done it in in really unusually crowded situations, like for instance the airport, uh, or if I happen to be in a in a in a very crowded place full of uh, people who whose uh, uh habits of protection I don't really uh I don't really know mm-hmm. uh but you know there the people we, we had influenza disappear when we were masking for covid uh so there there's lots of reasons to to mask yeah. uh and we don't we don't want to discourage anybody from masking who wants to do it so so don't tease people who are masking yes absolutely <laughs> Right. 745 on WCCO on a Sunday morning. We're talking all things health with Dr. Frank Rehm with Alina Healthcare Systems, an infectious disease doctor, about this recent surge in COVID-19 cases. A lot of questions coming in. We have a final segment, and we will try to get to those. I want Before we take this break, we did get a texter who wrote in the story about having better COVID vaccine effectiveness if you consistently get the shot in the same arm is because the same lymph nodes are then activated. And the report went on to say more effectively to the vaccine. So that's thank you for that. And we'll come back with more of your texts right after this. It is 7.50 on a Sunday morning. Not a bad day outside, 68 right now, but remember, it's going to get hot later this week, so be careful for that. We have Dr. Frank Rehm on our news line to talk more about COVID-19 and vaccinations and all things illness-related. And before we let you go, we do want to ask about National Immunization Month. Uh, I, I wonder sometimes with all of these shots and everything out there, does it become a bit overwhelming for people? Like, how many different shots do I need to get? Yes, I think people worry about that because we have so many different vaccines now. But if you, if you think about what, how, how we evolved, uh, we evolved to deal with, with hundreds of pathogens in the course of our lives. And each, each germ has got separate areas on it that, have, uh, that, that uh, produce uh, antigenic response. Uh, antibodies are, of course, things that we make in response to outside or un, unrelated stuff, and those are called antigens. So there are going to be, if you get uh, infected with influenza, you're going to make half a dozen or a dozen different antibodies to different parts of that virus. Uh, and so, so we are, we evolved to uh, become immune to, to thousands of things in the course of our life, mm-hmm. so a couple extra vaccines is is not is not the uh, uh, is, is not bad for us. Mm-hmm. And in fact, the point here is to get this immunity from the vaccine, from killed stuff or weakened stuff, instead of the illness itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So if, if, you, if you're going to become immune to measles, you'd much rather become immune to measles from the vaccine than you would from measles itself. Um, mm-hmm. Do you think it's become so politicized, doctor, that it 
that that tends to be a force working against the idea of getting vaccinated against the flu or RSV or shingles or COVID, et cetera, et cetera? So, uh, undoubtedly, this is very frustrating for those of us in uh, public health or in uh, because we, we have if you, if you think about what, what has accomplished health and humanity, vaccines are in the half a dozen greatest uh, uh, sources of benefit, clean water, surgery. Uh, if you look at the things which really make difference for people's health, vaccines are, are one of the most important things. Antibiotics, and, uh, antibiotics also. Antibiotics, right? yeah, yeah. That's, I put those in, in, the, in that same category. Yeah. Uh, and, 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 and yet nowadays... It's, you know, it can be such a hot button issue, even masks, you know, people get mad about masks and it's an interesting world that we live in. Yeah. So, so, so the, the anti-vaxxers are, are extremely frustrating you know, for, for those of us. Uh, and uh, you're right that the, the anti-COVID impulse has slopped over into uh, reluctance to take other vaccines that we used to just take without even thinking about it. Uh and that's that's very frustrating. Yeah, and again, it becomes an issue of. And I know we're almost, we're moving toward the top of the hour, but that notion of not who do we trust? You know, who do we believe? I know so many people were suspicious of so many different things, and that certainly gets in the way of what you're trying to accomplish, which is not nefarious. I mean, you're trying to keep people healthy and safe. Yeah. So so you know, even even I have to do that same thing. I mean. There are people who spend their lifetimes studying a single vaccine, for instance, and and I know I mean, those are the people I'm going to trust. I can't know as much about that vaccine as they do, so all of us are dependent on the expertise of the experts relevant for that particular thing, whatever it is, whether it's fixing your car or or buying a hairnet. You know, it, it, there's going to be an expert in all these things, and yeah, and uh, so you have to. You have to choose how you're going to decide who to trust, and uh, yeah, I, it, we're all stuck in that boat because yes. the world is so complex. Yeah, I'm sorry we didn't get time for more of these, but maybe we have about two minutes left. There, a person asked about getting a COVID shot and increased risk of stroke. Have you heard any news on that front? Yeah, that's one of the reasons the uh, Janssen vaccine. Uh, uh, it, it is. It was very rare consequence of the Janssen vaccine, but it was definitely increased. Uh, it, but but the mRNA vaccines haven't done that, and that's basically the reason why the Janssen uh, lost out. Okay. Uh, the Janssen vaccine is still being used internationally because it doesn't require as, as much care to get it to the to the people. Uh, you don't need to have that intense cold to keep it safe. And then along uh, those same lines, uh, another question relating to cardio symptoms. Would that be among, uh, along the same lines? Yeah, so there there have been myocarditis has has arisen, particularly interestingly enough, in younger people. We have about 30 uh, but, seconds left, too. Yeah, Go ahead. but but, it, but it's, it's very transient. It, 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 the biggest data source on this has been in recruits because they're young and they all get vaccinated. And uh, there's a, a rare uh, arising of that. And what people get a chest pain for a couple of weeks and it goes away. Okay. Well, thank you so much. You've been very helpful and we appreciate your coming on. And we'll have you on again, as I'm sure we'll continue to have to make sense of this illness and figure out how to live with it. Uh, I love talking about infection. All right. Thank you, Dr. Rehm.
Frank Graham with us, uh, Alina Healthcare Systems on News Talk 830 WCCO.